So welcome to Brick by Brick, the official podcast of the Prestige Group. It's my honor to be here and part of the Brick by Brick, which has actually gone viral. So thank you so much, Rubina. Thank you. Add prestige to your life. Brick by Brick. Brick by Brick, the official podcast of the Prestige Group. Okay, now let's talk about the Falcon Property Management Services. Another mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so there was this company uh, managing Ubicity, and then it had to be diluted for whatever reasons. And then now uh, we were like, okay, but we still need the property management. So someone in this company said, yeah, we can call it Falcon Property Management Services. And then my name came up. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. I can clean. I can feed you. No problem. And uh, we started with the um, maintaining. Uh, Ubicity and today, uh, very proudly, we I, we manage 16 properties across Mumbai, Hyderabad, Chennai, Bangalore. And you you still continue to do that? Yeah, I do. Wow! And uh, I visit my properties once a week. I have manager meetings. All you know, I definitely have to ask you how you do it all. But I'm gonna ask you. Uh, I have question. a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant team. Uh, I always believe that when you put uh, good out into the world and you're a positive person, you only attract positivity. True. So, and we don't just manage properties. We just don't go clean. We yeah. give you the whole experience. Yeah. So, like, it's, if you walk into a Kingfisher Tower, you'll get a whole five-star experience. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's all about it's the experience. Yeah. Right? yeah. So now let's talk about Sublime. Uh-huh. <laughs> 2009 is when you started your entrepreneurial journey with Sublime. You established Sublime. Tell us more about it. You're the founder of Sublime. What inspired you to start this brand? For your knowledge, it is 2009. I actually started Sublime in 1998. 1998? Why? Yeah, please. How and why? Okay, again, I'm going back to my parents. Uh, my parents always taught me first, like I said, be simple and humble because you can win the world. The second thing they said is you don't t- take things for granted and nothing comes easy. So I never got a computer when I was in school. I had to work for it and my dad would be like, yeah, yeah, okay, you're learning computers. Come to the office whenever you have time, you can, you know. And uh, then in my 12th grade or something, I got one hand-me-down, that big, uh, you you know, that big monitor, whatever. And it was something that he, they were getting rid of. <laughs> anyway, it taught me value. Yeah. So I was nine years old and my mom was like, Vita, don't you need pocket money? I'm like, for what? I have a roof on my head. I have food to eat. I have clothes. I'm good. She's like, no, I'm sure the things that you want to buy that. I said, if I want to buy, I'll tell you, right? She's like, you never ask for anything. So I'm like, okay, uh, I love music. I love music. Like my day starts with it and everybody in my uh, neighborhood in my house is like the devil is up. <laughs> so I was like, I love music and it's because of my mom and my uncle that I know so much about it. She said, okay, uh, whatever you do cannot, for you, studies come first and whatever you do cannot uh, interfere in your studies. I'm like, fine. So I used to buy tapes, record tapes. So I have, a, uh, I used to make collections of different songs and sell. <laughs> and then obviously the whole CD thing came and there goes my business. But no, I, uh, Bobby, uh, he's an old Bangalorean and he's like, no, Isma, you know, you can even copy CDs. So I used to go 
buy seed. I used to go to the store and then there was this guy who would be like, listen, I've kept six CDs, how much money you have? I'm like, uh, maybe for two. So he'll be like, okay, he'll give me my headphones, sit in the corner, listen to everything, pick up two CDs, come back, make a compilation, sell, go back. So that's how I started. Wow. And then I've always been interested in uh, organizing events. So I used to do a bit of uh, party organizing, too expensive, nobody could afford me. <laughs> they still can't. <laughs> So that's how Sublime started, thanks to my mom. And uh, then it was actually called Heartbeat. I was looking for the card, that's why I was looking around. It was actually called Heartbeat. My mom's like, it's too childish. Uh, you're more mature now, let's change it to Sublime. And uh, she said, okay, enough of this music thing. Uh, let me teach you how to bake. And like, ma, you know me, I don't stand in the kitchen with you to learn. So she wrote a recipe for me. I didn't know that it's the toughest cake. I'm like, okay, now you leave. Uh, that time my bro brother was around. So my mom and my brother went for a drive. I chucked everybody out of the house. My music, baked the cake. She came back. She's like, wow, you actually baked a red devil food cake without anybody's help. Because it's, the, it's really tough. It's like hot water or something, something. And yeah, I did it. So, so then I started um, taking orders. Uh, Golconda used to pick up my kulfi so if there was season for sitafal mango or malai um, your um, only place used to pick up my uh, mousse chocolate mousse and i had people i used to do six things so waffles brownies mousse chocolate cake uh, kulfi and nice. only and this was only on the weekend and my mom would help me pack it up very pretty deliver deliver it and all of it i wasn't a great student i would get nicely whipped out <laughs> Yeah. So this started off in 1998. Yeah, I know. Surprising. So right? yeah, so that's that is the so now story you know where the entrepreneurial yeah. genes come from. And started very young. Yeah. So now let's talk about the Sublime Galleria, yeah. which okay. is on the eighth floor of UB City, a place that is you're very fond of that place, isn't it? Yes, very close. It's very close to your heart. Yeah. yeah. So I was doing this, and I went off to London. Obviously, my business went on the shelf. Then, uh, like I said, I would visit UB City, but I wasn't like part of the whole management. So I manager at that time, Kapila, she was a very good friend. So we would do a lot of things together. And then um, I had friends who were artists. Actually, this sublime, uh, the gallery started because of my friend Pragya. I had gone to the US and uh, she just showed me one or two pieces of her art. And I'm like, what are you doing with this? She did nothing, it's there on the wall, on the cupboard. I'm like, hello, come to India. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just said, come to India. When you come to India, I will help you. That's all I said. And then when she came, I'm like, Kapila, I'm like, don't worry. At that time, there was one store which was vacant on the first floor. And she's like, oh, you know, the ones, the people who left, they've left the flooring, the lights and all. We just have to pick up some easels and we'll do a show. I'm like, sure. I don't know how to do a show. She's like, don't marry. So we got Pragya to get her art. And we got my dad, obviously, to cut the ribbon. And also Pragya and uh, uh, in-laws and my dad are like family friends. So it worked out. And it was a sellout. We had it in that, uh, we called it uh, Sublime, obviously. And uh, it was a sellout. And then I helped more friends like that. And then obviously, and okay, very important. The day of Pragya's show, my daughter was two or three, no, she's three years old. Alana 
used to spend all her time with me, like I used to with my father at work. She was actually brought up in the office. Yes. So she took a paper and she was drawing. And that's the day I realized Alana is an artist and that's my daughter's work. <laughs> so then now uh, the store got leased out and I'm like, you know, and what we did was we would, wouldn't only put the art, we would invite people, we would do their PR, marketing, all of it, and it was great. Then now my dad's like, better that store is getting leased. I'm like, yeah, so what's going to happen? I'm like, nothing, it's getting leased, so there's nothing I can do about it. He's like, no, 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 wait. So he took me to the eighth floor of Ubicity and uh, uh, he op- they opened the door. And when they opened the door, there, there were a lot of um, birds inside, or pigeons. And it was a bridge that connected the two buildings at UB City. And he said, here, this has been vacant. It's a bridge, I understand. Make this your gallery. And like this, this bridge, this narrow thing, my gallery. He said, have vision. That's all he said. And then my aunt, Anjum, who's from Morph, she was like, yeah, it was me, come on. Uh, she designed it and she executed it and it is called the Sky Gallery. And yeah. it's got the best view and the best vibe. And uh, Sublime uh, for me is a platform for upcoming artists. Yeah, fair enough. We do have, you know, the established because we need to get in the people. But I believe that it's a platform for upcoming artists to showcase their talent. Not every gallery does. And the other unique thing, it's a bridge. So the art is also suspended. It's not like every other gallery where you put it on easels. Beautiful. You must visit if you have. Yes, of course. (laughs) My mom's uh, art is on there now. Oh yeah? Yeah. We we should. So my grandma, my mom, my daughter skipped me. (laughs) (laughs) Let's now talk about tea. Do you, are you yeah. a tea lover? Okay. What what was the story behind Sublime House of Tea? <laughs> um, so when I was in London, I used to come to India and I would spend time here in Bangalore and with my in-laws who were in Kunur and my father-in-law. I mean, both my in-laws, Jim of people, wonderful people, they're no more. My father-in-law, you know, he was like, uh, Beta, you should do something like this. Uh, you see Chamraj, and he introduced me to tea. Like every Indian, I mean, we're supposed to be the be- the biggest growers of tea, and we actually don't know how to drink tea. We boil it, kill it, put milk. No. Uh, so the way of drinking tea is brew it and enjoy the flavor. So he taught me there's not only black tea, there is green, and there's some hundreds of green teas, there is white tea, uh, there is uh, something called golden tips, there is frosty and uh, there there are different uh, times of the day that you pluck it, there are different seasons for different teas. So it's from him that I learned because I would spend so much time in Kunur, he would take me, he would you know actually show me and uh, yeah it's because of him. Which is your favorite flavor? Uh, All. people uh, have influenced me in my life and it's amazing how you've taken this and you've just built something and it's just getting like I said <laughs> you mistakes <don't>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are quite a few more that we need to ask about yeah. so um, okay so it started with uh, tea 
Uh, we were actually doing uh, tea bags uh, and not the paper tea bags because paper tea bags is all about staples. We were doing the um, silken tea bags which don't take the flavor of the tea leaf. And then one day I'm like, no, I'm just going to do pure in a blends no tea bags like the loose tea and there's so many ways of you know brewing it yeah. and actually people don't know how to brew the tea to be honest like even green tea they make it so bitter yeah why are you killing the damn leaf and that same leaf you can brew it twice yeah yeah so i'm in this space to educate people on hey India, biggest tea, largest grower of tea, and there's not only black tea, there are many types. Yeah. And enjoy the yeah. flavor. Yeah. So we have tea timers, all of that. And then from tea, I'm not only a sublime house of tea, I think we're sublime house of everything. We, uh, I believe that India has so much. So we have uh, dry fruits, we have spices, which are the best. Uh, and people talk about Iranian saffron, we have uh, Kashmiri saffron. Yeah. which is not so bad at all it's actually great so and then we also we di- diversified into honey and our honey comes from different uh, place uh, parts of india like the western ghats etc so there's a lot more than tea <laughs> yes <laughs> okay now tell us about the concept of your brainchild sublime wilderness odyssey of oh, my brainchild <laughs> Uh, like we were talking earlier, I love the forest because my heart, my soul feels the best in the forest. I feel more at peace and I love being there. So, I mean, the thing is that I have traveled to all the forests in India. People don't tell you which part of the year to come where to go, what to do. So we are in the space, not only to give you that whole luxury experience, but also to curate that experience. I went to Taruba, I wasted my time and effort and money. Obviously the lawyers will say, ha ha, you know, because they want the business. But nobody is there to say, listen, this is the time of the year you need to be in this place. And it's not only about seeing the tiger or the lion, it's about being a part of God's creation. So we we are curating a whole experience where we say, okay, this is the time of the year, who your ranger, because the the person you're spending the most amount of time is the ranger. And if he doesn't know the forest and he's not passionate about his wildlife, forget it. You will have the most horrible time and you're like, I'll never go back. And you know, selecting the right place to stay. Because you're going there to be part of Mother Nature. You're not going there for to be in a five star, right? We will give you five star service, but it's all about experience. You keep repeating and talking about experience, and yeah. I think that's life what... is about experience. Yeah. Even this is an experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Experience is what? How you are treated, how you take care of people, how you talk to people. Yeah. Experience is not about uh, just serving out stuff. Experience is meeting people. Absolutely. Talking about nature, uh, I constantly see you posting and talking about Kunur and talking about Fairy Glen. So tell us about the inspiration for this and can we expect a few more projects across the country under your leadership? You know, I tell people don't go to OT. OT has become so commercialized. When you go to a hill station, you want the hill station feeling, you want hill station khana. As I come to Kunur, it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's just maybe six hours away, you go to Switzerland. I will tell you the places, it's, it's untouched beauty. 
Uh, so Kunur is like I said, my in-laws live there. Um, it's a legacy that I'm carrying. Uh, very easy to have sold it off, but no, uh, legacies don't come yeah. to everyone. And I think uh, people will give an arm and a, and a leg for that place. And most importantly, the people. So um, it's it's a heritage house, and uh, where uh, Zaid, my husband's uh, grandparents, parents lived. So it's got a link to that. And uh, his dad ran a homestay, a fairy glen, and his mom used to do catering to keep herself busy. And so I'm just carrying on the legacy. Beautiful. So we have, uh, and we have, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do it if the people in Kunur were not wonderful. We have some uh, people who've been in the family for many years and they are lovely. You will know when you go there like my job is only to get the booking the rest of it they do from the time the uh, guest comes to feeding them taking care of them hospitality to the next level thank you for joining us there's so much more that we're going to talk about but that's coming up in the next episode stay tuned i let people who you know see an opportunity in everything so it's not only about identifying people it's getting them into your lives seeing their strengths nurturing them and grow making them grow and like my father must have said you take people along and once once you have that belief and once you give them that responsibility and ownership anybody can do anything god has given everybody brilliance it's how you bring out the best in people Prestige to your life. Break by break. Brick by Brick, the official podcast of the Prestige Group.